Welcome to One Penny at a Time. I'm your host, Harris Elliott. Welcome to episode number six of our podcast. In today's episode, we're going to go over uh, ETFs, or as I've been saying on this podcast, the basket of stocks, and why this is a great option for new investors, beginner investors to start getting their money and getting their skin into the market. Before I do go over that, let's do some quick good news and bad news because let's we got to get some information out there. So on the good news, um, happy to announce that Microsoft, which is one of the holdings in the one penny at a time portfolio, had a dividend raise of ten percent. So now, for every share you have of Microsoft, it from sixty two cents per quarter, it's up to sixty eight cents per quarter. It's got a raise for doing nothing, so that's always good. The bad news is that the market took a major dumpster fire this week um, with all the inflation uh, data that's been coming out and the recent uh, interest rate, uh, uh, 75 basis point hike. And with the projected another hike coming in November, a lot of sell off in the market. My portfolio right now is down 9%. And last week, we were up, I think, one or two percent. So it's uh, been kind of a hit, but kind of like I've, I've always talked about on this podcast, this is creating amazing buying opportunities. I'm not stressed about it. So we're just going to take this one day at a time. So let's go ahead and talk about today's episode with the exchange funds. Um, and as I said before, it's a big basket of stocks. Um, for example, they could have 50, 100, 500 holdings into them. Everyone's different. And each fund has a different goal or they're tracking something different. So I'm going to go over the four that I have in my portfolio, SCHG, DVY, VOO, and JEPI. I'm going to go over there what the goal of each one is, why I have it in my portfolio, kind of break down the the percentage of their top 10 holdings and just give some commentary on that. So let's start off with SCHD. It is my personal favorite exchange fund. This is the highest weighted holding or stock in my portfolio because this is the one that I want to be the backbone in the one penny at a time portfolio. So right now it is something that is managed by Charles Schwab and it tracks the Dow Jones. It has 104 holdings in this basket. And as well, the main goal for this one, it's quality and sustainable dividends. So this is meant to be one to help generate income into the portfolio. So right now, let's go over the top 10% of the weight of this exchange fund. So 30, this is a holding of 39.69%. And their top 10 holdings are Texas Instruments, Broadcom, Coca-Cola, IBM, Merck, Pfizer, Pepsi, Cisco, Verizon, and Amgen. Now, you probably recognize some of these companies. You probably don't recognize some of them. And that's perfectly fine. I have a couple highlights for some of these. Uh, Texas Instruments is the highest one in this exchange fund, and they pretty much make a bunch of chips. So they're into that space where they're trying to, you know, help out with all these te uh, all technology with like uh, electric vehicles, 
and what I actually used to know them for is those fancy calculators we had to use to use in college. So they have been very, very, very good with paying dividends. Uh, they actually just had a recent hike of 7.80% in the dividend. So it went from $1.15 up to $1.24. And that makes me happy because it is the highest holding in SCHD. So I will be able to benefit from that. Another reason why I like SCHD is I get a lot of good exposure from the medical side of things with like Merck and Pfizer. Uh, Pfizer, I'm not going to go too deep into them, but I mean, obviously recently for the last two years, they've been known for the COVID-19 vaccine. So that's what they've been recently known for. Merck is like their top, some of the more popular ones is Clarinex. And then they have uh, Keytruda, which is a popular cancer drug in the market. So, you know, when it comes on the medical side of things, it's not a stock that I'm fully knowledgeable on or have gotten a lot of attention to. So for me to get that exposure, it's, I'd rather have it in an exchange fund to minimize the risk. Um, Verizon, you know, comes into telecommunications, you know, very popular there. Um, I have 18T in my portfolio, uh, but then that way I still get exposure to Verizon on another one. Uh, Coca-Cola, I do have it as the individual stock, but as well, you know, it's in here as well, as well as Pepsi. For Pepsi, you know, it's a solid company. The only reason why I didn't do Pepsi individually is because I decided to go with Coke. But with Pepsi there, not only do I get their exposure from beverages, but also from their snack department or their snack division. And, you know, it gets this growing here. So a couple other stats here for SCHD. Um, I did get the one-year and the five-year um, percentage as far as how it's doing on stock price. So for SCHD and the one year, it is negative. It is down 9.33%. Um, honestly, with everything that's happened over the last couple months, if anything's in the green, you, you, you should be surprised. But if you look at the five year for SCHD, it's up 46.12%. So Kind of like what we always talk about here in One Penny at a Time. It's about long-term, consistent, non-emotional, and just putting in money every week, every month, every day, depending on what you're deciding to do. If you follow the right behaviors and you do, you know, don't get emotional with the market on a long-term period, you'll be able to see that, that growth and all that benefits there. So on my next one, I'm going to talk about it's DVY. This is an, a fund that's done by BlackRock. Now, one thing I want to talk about with this fund is it has 107 holdings. Um, a, a lot of the things that are based on this one, which is why I hold it, it's heavy on energy, uh, utilities, and finance, and then consumer staples. Now, particularly, the reason why... I personally invested into DVY. It has a lot of exposure to gas, like like a Valero, uh, Exxon, so in that energy side of things. But then also, it has a great exposure to tobacco, with like Altria and Philip Morris. Now, I'm gonna go over this here. Why I decided to do those two this way instead of doing it individual. 
um, for like gas, for example, and like, you know, as far as like pe uh, petrol, like Valero and Exxon, the prices are very expensive right now for the individual stock. Currently, Valero is up 50% on the year and Exxon is also up 50% of the year. So if I buy these holdings and there's a big drop there, I don't think there's a lot of room to go up. It's more down. So I rather have them in this fund where I minimize the risk where I can still have the exposure and get some of the benefits from that. So that's like a main reason why I decided to go that route. Also, you know, with the, on the energy sector of it, they do have Entenergy and other, they have a bunch of other holdings on there as well, but I'm just kind of go looking over the top 10. And I think that if you're not comfortable having a particular sector or something you're not as in depth in, it's best to have it in an, in an exchange fund so you can kind of minimize your risk. So, you know, with the top 10 on DBY, um, that's about 18.45% of the entire fold of the entire holdings. And, you know, with Exxon, uh, as far as all the money that goes into the stock, it only represents 1.83% and Valero only represents 2.11%. So I think getting a little bit of exposure without the risk is I, that's my choice. Obviously there's other investors that rather have the individual stock because they do pay good dividends and that's fine too. Like I said, there's never a one size, you know, there's not a, like a one size fits all. There's something for everybody. There's no right or wrong. There's, there's a lot of gray area in this. So you do what works for you, you know, never copy what somebody else's does. If it doesn't work for you. Now on the tobacco side of things, I want to talk about, with like Altria and then Philip Morris, uh, Altria is the top weighted stock in this fund of 2.19%. Altria is, in, as an individual stock, it is a great dividend paying company. They're known for their excellent dividend growth and, you know, giving you, I think right now it's like 93 cents a share every quarter. And I think the last time, if I'm not, I could be wrong on this. I think it was like $40 a share for it. If I'm, I know it's kind of gone down over the last couple of months. The reason why I don't do the individual tobacco stocks like Philip Morris and Altria is because I think that tobacco is on a downtrend and I'm going to explain myself why. So over the last 30 years, there's been so many campaigns about not smoking cigarettes. Uh, cigarettes are bad for you. Cigarettes causes cancer. Uh, they've been, you know, increasing the price of cigarettes where I feel like the older generation, they're at the point of their lives where like, I have been smoking for this long. I'm not going to stop and I'm going to keep buying my cigarettes for as long as I go. But then the newer generation, I feel like they may not be as enticed to go smoke cigarettes or maybe they'll just rather either do a vape product or something along the lines of that. Um, another thing that I've seen as far as with tobacco, and I'm going to use New Zealand as an example, they're trying to pass legislation where anybody born January 1st, 2009 and forward, it will be illegal for them to buy tobacco products. So it's the only country that I've known that's really taken a big strike on tobacco like that. But who knows if, you know, 10 or 20 years down the road, what if another country wants to pursue that as well or you know raise 
the age of smoking cigarettes, which I think it's ridiculous that you need to be 21 now to have a cigarette, but you can vote at 18. You can go to the army at 18 or the military, but that's a whole other topic that I won't go into. Another thing that causes a big thing for like tobacco is risk. Um, Altria had made a $13 billion investment into the company Juul. For those who know, like those little, those little vape products to sell at the gas stations. And then this year, the U.S. put a ban on them because they've, they feel like that their marketing tactics is trying to get more smokers. But currently, Juul is in a lawsuit to defend their case of why they can sell their products. So there's a hold on that. But there's a lot of risk involved where, you know, it's up to a government agency whether this is going to go through or not. Also, Altria had, you know, out of the $13 billion they invested, they lost 95% of that investment. So, you know, it's a big risk there. Now, the, one of the positive things with these companies is with obviously cannabis starting to get go up and get really popular, I know they're going to try to dabble in those things. And that is definitely an upside where I think in a worldwide level, cannabis has a lot of potential. But, you know, we still have some time for that, I feel like, for that to hit its full potential. So I think by having these in this on the DBY fund is a good way to have it. So I can still get that exposure and not maybe worry about the risk of having the individual stock. Now, the next one I'll talk about is VOO. VOO tracks the Vanguard. Uh, the the it's, it's, it's through Vanguard. It tops tracks the S&P 500, so it's the top 500 companies in the U.S. Um, also, actually, before I go back, uh, let me just go over the the one-year and five-year stats for DBY because that's important. So DBY is actually only down 1.89% for the year, which I'm going to consider that a win at this point. If you look at this on a five-year spectrum, DBY is up 20.67%. Now, if you go back to VOO, uh voo has 503 holdings that's insane that has that many holdings and their top 10 is composed of a lot of big growth companies a lot of tech companies um if we talk about the top 10 percentage as far as weight it's 27.56 percent some companies that are on here is apple uh, their top 10 is apple berkshire hathaway united health microsoft amazon Johnson Johnson, Exxon, Tesla, Google. I'm going to give some honorable mentions on the second page, which are in between that 11 to 20 page. You have Home Depot, Visa, NVIDIA, and JP Morgan Chase. Now, VOO is a great way just to track the S&P 500. You get, you know, you can get that exposure to a lot of these big, sexy tech companies, as I like to call them, without a lot of the risk. So, for example, with this portfolio, one of the rules I have is it has to have a dividend. If it doesn't have a dividend, we're not going to hold in this portfolio because this is to generate income on all the aspects of it. But with VOO, I do get a dividend every quarter, but I have the benefit of having some of these non-dividend stocks such as Google, uh, Berkshire Hathaway, and Tesla, and Amazon but the biggest risk with, you know, if you have some of these individual companies is they're very, very moody when there's a big uptrend or there's a big downtrend. For example, year to date, Amazon's down 32%. Uh, 
Google's down 30%. Uh, Berkshire Hathaway, which is a huge company, is even down about 3 to 4%, which is very rare for that to be down for a full year. So you, I can still have that exposure to like Tesla, which I, I, I really think it's an overhyped stock, but I can see why the appeal of it. Google, you know, one of the, it's, it's the largest search engine. And not only that, they own so many other businesses and especially they make all their money in like marketing and targeted ads. And Amazon is just taking over the world with, with the direct to direct to consumers with all their products and all these businesses they're buying out. And especially now they're making a big push with their streaming service, with their recent addition of having Thursday night football on there, which I know they're trying to really get a big push for that. So with this, I can get the exposure to the non-dividend companies get that growth through the exchange fund, but then also still get the benefits of having some dividends come in through some of the other holdings that are on here. As well, with 503 holdings, you're minimizing and your risk if you're not one who wants to take a lot of risk. And I think that's a really good thing to have for this. Um, I'm going to go ahead here and discuss the one year and five year. So VOO is down for the year. Right now, it's down about 16.62%. Now, on a five year, it's up 47.31%. So if you give it the long run, it's going to do its magic. And then the last holding I'm going to go here is on Jeppy. Now, Jeppy is a little bit of a different kind of exchange fund. It's not one that they kind of hold and, you know, have them sit there and then create the income or the growth for it. Uh, what Jeppy does is Jeppy is by JP Morgan Chase. And it's an actively managed fund. So what they're doing is they're selling cover called option trades on here to give us income. Now, you're probably asking yourself, what the heck is a cover call? I'm not going to go too in depth with it because honestly, cover calls and options is a very complex thing that I am still learning myself. And it's not, it's not a beginner friendly. But the definition of a covered call is it's a financial transaction in which the investor selling call options owns a equivalent amount of shares of stock. If they hold a long position, they write a sale call option on the same stock to generate income. This is done with stocks that don't fluctuate a lot in price that much on a short-term basis. So there are certain companies that either stay the same, maybe go up a percent or go down a percent. And that's kind of what they're trying to keep in this type of portfolio. Um, some of the companies that Jeppy or JP Morgan is selling a cover calls on is Hershey's, United Health, Avvi, Bristol Myers, Progressive, Coca-Cola, and Pepsi. So essentially they do all the options trading through there and they give us the dividends or the some of the profits they got from doing these shares. This one does pay monthly dividends, which is why I like it. And, you know, there are obviously some pros and cons to this type of holding, which I'll go over here at the end. But, you know, I think having Jeppy in there is good to generate income into putting back into the portfolio. 
but it's just another strategy of another type of investing that you can have exposure to in your portfolio, but without having to do all the research and the studying and the work and the heart pay and the heart in the heartaches because options is not easy. It is a way to lose a lot of money if you don't know what you're doing. So that's why I like having Jeppy in there. So with exchange funds, let's go over some pros and cons. So some of the pros, diversification. You have the opportunity to get a lot of stocks into one holding for one price. And let's just use this for example. Right now, companies like Microsoft, Amazon, and Tesla, and Google over the last couple of months have taken a beating. So imagine having all of those as like individual stocks in whole, and you're taking a beating across all of them. But then if you have all them divided up into smaller percentages in your holding, you're minimizing the risk. But then right now, as I used earlier with DVY, uh, energy and utilities ha has been one of the best performing stocks in the market. So you're getting all the profits from there and all the gains, and it's helping balancing out the risk. So that is one of the benefits, I feel like, of an exchange fund. Um, another benefit of that is, is that if you just want to set and forget it, um, you don't want to do the research. You don't want to be able to have to look at all these individual stocks as numbers and growth and all that. And you just want to keep it into one holding. It's perfect for a set and forget. And that way you still get to be involved in the market, but without having to put a lot of the work. So I think that's another benefit of that. Um, the price that what you're getting for these and considering the value you're getting is also a good factor. So think about it. Uh, SEHG right now is about, I think like 68 to $69. It took a pretty big hit over the last week. It's the lowest I've seen it in a long time. You're getting exposure to over a hundred stocks and you're getting a three and a half to almost 4% dividend yield. You can't beat that. So I think for that aspect of it, it is good. Now, some of the negative things is these top 10 holdings in here can change depending on what the the, the financial institution wants to do. So SCHD recently, uh, before recording this, I was doing research, you know, just doing research so I can write the episode. Home Depot was in their top 10, and now Home Depot is not in their top 10. So there is some changes with that. So if you're investing in this for one particular stock or one particular sector, it can change depending on what they feel like they want to change with like the market or how they want to change the risk or how they want to maybe change the profit lines to that. So that is something you don't have control over. Also with a lot of these funds, um, they do have a fee. Now, don't worry, you don't have to go uh, writing a check or using your credit card to pay them off there. Um, essentially is with all the money they're getting across all the investors in the market, um, they do take out their fees uh, either quarterly or mostly yearly, and then it is factored into the stock price. So you don't have to worry about that. Now, if you're a person who wants to set it, forget it, and have somebody else you know, do all the moving for you, and all you got to do is just buy the stock and hold it, um, the fees. So they all depend and vary. Um, I'm going to go over the fees of each one. So VOO has one of the cheapest uh, fees in the market. It's it's 0.03% a year. So look at it this way. For every $1,000 you put in, 
30 cents of that is the fee. Not a bad deal. Schwab or uh, SCHD has a point zero has a point zero six zero percent or 60 cents every $1,000. Now, Jeppy and DBY are a little bit more pricey. Jeppy has a 0.35%. So that means that $3.50 every $1,000. And then DBY has a 0.38%. So that's $3.80 for every $1,000. So, you know, when you look at this over a 10, 15, 20, 30 year time period, and you're putting a lot of money in, fees can add up. But if you don't want to spend all the hours doing the research and you feel like this is the best way to do it, then maybe that little bit of a fee really isn't that bad of a deal. So that's something to consider there. Um, Overall, and this is my closing statement here for this, I really do feel like if you just want to at least try to start getting into the market, starting off with an ETF is the best way to do it without having to worry or do all the research. And you can use that as a building foundation block into your portfolio while you take the time and learn. And then if you want to put in your single stocks and kind of go from there, you can. So that's all I have for today's episode. If you like the the content I'm currently creating here, make sure to subscribe and give it a rating on the podcast provider. As always, I always appreciate all the time you give me into listening to what I have to babble on about or talk about. And I really do enjoy that you guys reach out to me and ask me questions and share the content. So thank you for everybody who's been supporting this. Until next time, remember guys, doesn't matter if you're paying off debt, saving for the future investing, we're all going to reach our goal one penny at a time. I'm Harris Elliott. Peace.